ओम ज्ञान तिरंधस्या ज्ञानं जनशलाकाय चक्षुर्मीलितम् येन तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः श्रीमद् भागवतम् कंठ 1 चैप्टर 8 टेक्स्ट 9 दिस इज द टॉपिक हियर how to be protected from death as long as we are in the material world there must be death even if we live a very long life there must be death this creates fear because we do not like to die and we are afraid of what will happen after death so the only solution is to go to the world where there is no death but there is a qualification to go there The qualification to go to the world of deathlessness is to become free from the enviousness that causes us to enter the world of death. We are very much attached to our positions in this material existence. We find in Mahabharata there's an incident where a person is astonished to see a worm trying to get out of the path of a cart so that it doesn't get killed. cart ratam you're in the this creature is this living being is in the body of a worm why should he why should he be bothered if the worm body dies but we are all very attached to our position in the puranas it is told an incident of indradev who having offended his guru was cursed to fall down to become a pig So instead of being the great respected Indra in heaven he was just a a pig on this earth that's a big difference isn't it but after some time he was found in the heavenly planets they needed indra back because even in the heavenly planets some leader is needed so when the demigods invited indra who had now taken the form of a pig to come back he refused he said i'm very happy here i have my mrs pig and piglets and i'm very healthy you can see every morning i get fresh hot breakfast <laughs> i don't think that indra could be more happy than me this is called maya actually even the position of indra that's also maya the indra of today is the indra gop of tomorrow indra gop means a tiny bug So those who are intelligent they consider that we are not meant to live in this world we are meant to be free from the fear of death but even if we say this to people very few people can take it seriously mostly people they can't really consider this because they consider that what i'm doing in this world is most important and when we'll die when we die we'll see about that In English there's a saying we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. In other words there's no need to think about something until we're in that position which is uh, an applicable paradigm in some situations but not in all situations. Just like if you're going to go on a journey from Tamil Nadu to Assam in the winter you should bring some warm clothing because uh, generally it's warm fairly not very cold in tamil nadu in the winter but in assam it's very cold so planning in advance is required also 
Now it's sure that we all have to die. And therefore an intelligent person should make some preparation for that. Generally they advise you make a preparation by making a will. But that's alright, but what's going to happen to you? Is there life after death? People say, well, we'll see. But it's more intelligent to consider before we die what will happen rather than seeing what happens at the time. According to all the great spiritual teachers in the history of the world, the, what we do in this life affects us after death because life continues after the death of the body. So even if we say that we'll, we don't know what will happen after death, we should consider that if all the spiritual teachers are correct and we don't act properly in this life, then we're in for a lot of trouble after it. People say, well, there's no proof that life continues after death. By proof, they mean empiric proof. Well, actually, there is plenty of evidence of life continuing after the death of the body. Inasmuch as all over the world there are plenty of ghosts and that they that in all cultures in all times they have reported such beings suggest that such beings do exist and in Krishna consciousness we're not much concerned with ghosts but it is some kind the, the that there are so many instances reported of ghosts suggests that they exist in fact, before I came to Krishna, before I knew anything about Krishna consciousness in this lifetime, I was considering that there's so much, that, that was one reason why I considered that life cont continues after death, because there are so many instances all over the world of there being ghosts. Ghost life is not a high form, but as I say, in, in the, it does clearly indicate that life continues after death. So what happens after death? Who can tell us? Well, there are experts. There are also inexperts who attempt to tell us. The uh, greatest body or, or the greatest tradition for understanding life after death is the Vedic tradition. Some years ago, uh, I was with Bhakti Charu Swami, who was one of the leading disciples of Srila Prabhupada and he told me that he had been invited to attend a conference in Switzerland on the subject of life after death and reincarnation. And he said there are all kinds of different people there. There were, there were Buddhists and different philosophers and religionists, but none of them knew what they were talking about. None of them had a clear idea of what happens after death. Buddhists also talk of reincarnation, although they don't accept the existence of the Atma. So it's very difficult for them to explain who or what is taking another body. In fact, they don't believe in anything. They believe in nothing. They have uh, you know, dozens and dozens of books and so much elaborate philosophy to explain how everything is nothing. And they have different schools of philosophy of Buddhism which argue with each other over the nature of nothingness. Nothingness is like this. No, it's like that. So Bhakti Charu Swami told me that, that 
He was the only one there who could give a clear conception of what's going on. And uh, everyone present recognized that. A scientific description of what happens to the soul after death. Do any of you know any shlokas from Bhagavad Gita or elsewhere that describes what happens after death? Hmm? Yeah, Najayate Mriyate Vahakadachan. That, that states that, the, that there is no birth or death for the soul. Yang Yang Vapismaran Bhavam, said info. Chajyante Kalevaram, Tang Tame Vaiti Kauntaya, Sadatad Bhava Bhavitaha. Give the translation. Any, any more? That's the next verse. That this specifically describes what happens for those who are thinking of Krishna. Yeah, yeah. There, there are quite a few verses which describe what the result of thinking of Krishna. That we go to Krishna. Any others? Yeah, but this is not. Not, not that concerned with those who are thinking of Krishna. That's not specifically. Vasangsi jirnani yathabihaya. Say it. Nabani rinanti naroparani. Tata anijani sanyati. Anyani sanyati nabani dehi. Okay, give the translation of that. What I'm looking for is some verses that connect, yeah, but what that connect our actions in this life with our destination in the next. Two important verses in Gita that I can think of in this connection. Who goes up? Here's a clue. Who goes up? Urdhvangachanti sattvastha. Mati Tishtanti Rajasaha Jaganya Guna Vritisto Adhoga Chanti Tamasaha. Give the translation. Then another Yanti Deva Vrata Devan All right, say that. So what we do in this life very much shapes our destination in the next. This important point should be understood. In the modern age, people don't have any idea of what is right and what is wrong. Or more specifically, what is punya and what is pap. They're promoting what you want to do, you do, as you like. This is the dog's philosophy. Dogs, they have a philosophy. Well, it's, we say the word tattvam, we, we think of something, it should be something dignified and intelligent. Cats and dogs. Human life is meant for de very deeply thinking and considering. Yeah, when, we, when we say dog's philosophy, that's, it's sarcasm, actually, because dog doesn't have philosophy. Dog is not capable of framing of philosophy. Because all he knows is, I have my senses, I want to enjoy them. So a human being, if he's like that, then just like a dog. 
They may try to give some philosophy to justify it, but actually it's just animalism. Prabhupada asked some of his disciples to write a book called Intellectual Animalism. That in the name of being intelligent, people are simply living like cats and dogs. So persons who are actually intelligent, they should be philosophical in the true sense of the term. That they consider what is the purpose of life. And if we consider that life in this material world is terminated by death, we can come to two basic conclusions. Either that death is the end of everything, therefore there is no need to search for any higher truth, just live this life as it is. Or that, as the, the, all the great spiritual teachers profess, there is life after death. And we should utilize this life to act in such a way that we do not have to get born again, which means we do not have to die again. This is intelligence. How to do that? We should take shelter of Krishna. Krishna never dies. Krishna is never born. Krishna never suffers the threefold miseries of material. Krishna is always blissful. Krishna is calling us to come with him, to live blissfully with him, instead of suffering repeated birth and death. So let us all come to Krishna. Try to understand this philosophy of Gita and Bhagavatam and act accordingly. Act accordingly means we should, if we are actually hearing about, chanting about and thinking of Krishna, then uh, we'll certainly want to chant his names and engage in his service. So we're holding these classes every morning, just so that our faith in and conviction in the process of Krishna consciousness can increase day by day by day. It may be that some of our devotees, they haven't really internally made their full commitment to Krishna. We're still thinking how I can enjoy this material world. But the attitude of enjoyment of this material world acts against our own real self-interest. Our real self-interest is to stop thinking about what I think would be good for me and simply think how I can best serve Krishna with the uh, full faith that uh, whatever happens, Krishna will protect me. And one who has this faith is always protected by Krishna, as we find in the case here of Uttara. She, uh, in distress, she called out for the protection of Krishna. And Krishna protected her and the embryo within her womb. Now you may say, well, why did Uttara pray for the protection of her body? If we know that we are not the body, then we shouldn't care even if anyone kills us. But to be Krishna conscious doesn't necessarily mean to be totally um, cut off from this world. We have to serve Krishna with this body also. We find in this case, Uttara was asking for the protection of the child within her womb, who, as was later proved, was to become a great devotee of Lord Krishna. So all these points have to be very finely understood.
that we are fully dependent upon Krishna. But at the same time, it may appear that we make our own arrangements. We don't expect that Krishna, for instance, will come and fan us in the hot season. That uh, we should consider if I'm suffering from the heat. Well, that's just anyway some karmic reaction, something like that. If one is suffering some, from severe cold in winter, he, of course, he may wear some warm clothes, but he should also think that I'm put in this situation somehow or other by the uh, mercy of Maya, who is the superintendent of Krishna's uh, external, sorry, in, yeah, external energy. This way, a devotee always remains happy. Sukhe Duke Samakriva. In all respects, you remain satisfied. It is very good advice, actually. Otherwise, our tendency is always to remain dissatisfied. Now, a devotee for his own sake is always satisfied. But because he has much work to do in the service of Krishna, then it may feel that he is dissatisfied. He wants to do everything nicely for Krishna. That's why um, he, he may become upset sometimes with other devotees. Why didn't you do this service properly? But that is not an expression of his egoism, but rather of his desire to see that the Lord is served uh, most properly. But that is not an expression of envy on the part of the devotee. This uh, Uttara was praying very intensely to Krishna. And Krishna fulfilled her desire. There's a good lesson here. We should pray intensely to Krishna. We have heard that Draupadi, when she was being uh, disrobed by Dushashana, that she was holding on to the cloth with one hand and calling out for Krishna with the other. But when she realized that she couldn't protect herself with one hand or with even two hands, then she gave up all attempts and simply stretched her arms out, both hands, calling out for Govinda, Govinda, Govinda. And then, only then did Krishna manifest as unlimited cloth. So we can learn from this verse in purport that life certainly continues after death. And we should learn from this that to utilize our human form of life to uh, cultivate Krishna consciousness in such a way that we don't have to die again. Actually, love of Krishna is beyond the desire to be born or not be born. <laughs> but that is the, uh, we could say, the first stage of devotion service. There is some tinge of self selfishness there also. How will I get free from birth and birth? But as one becomes more advanced, then he becomes less interested in the personal benefit of getting liberated. And the devotee becomes more and more uh, personally uh, involved in thinking how to satisfy Krishna in all respects. Hare Krishna.
Any question or comment? Scriptures generally advise us to chant the holy name of the Lord. Sri Vaishnavas, they are chanting Vishnu Sahasrana. Is it necessary that we should advise them to chant the Hare Krishna Matra? In what way is Well, uh, according to Shastra, if you chant the whole Vishnu Sastra, if you chant a thousand times names of Vishnu three times, then that's equal to chanting Krishna once. So, chanting the Vishnu Sastra, no, 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 doubtly is very good. But how much better is the chanting of Hare Krishna? You can please consider. Anything else? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.